How's it going, everyone? As you know, I'm Hayden Magdeming, back with uh, 20 Minutes or Less, and today I'm joined with world-renowned photographer and uh, the guy who inspired me, or one of the people that inspired me to start photography, Thornston or uh, Thornston Vaughn Overgaard. I know that I'm butchering your name, and I'm really sorry, but I'm joined here with Thornston. How's it going, man? Thank you. You did well with the name. It's, it's, uh, I heard worse. <laughs> <laughs> and I have... So most people in the U.S., they started just calling me Thor, also because they like the idea that uh, the god of Thor, because that's where it comes from. Thorsten means the, the stone of Thor, the one that uh, he made thunder with. So it's kind of a cool name. Yeah. And Thor maybe is even cooler. So, it, yeah. it, it is pretty cool. I really, I really, really like that name. So... Yeah. Uh, you, how long have you been doing photography for? Well, first of all, it's uh, interesting to hear that I, I also inspired you five years ago because I didn't, of course I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know you, you existed yeah, five uh, years ago. So, exactly. so that's really cool. That's nice to know. And I mean, that's part of what I do these days. I like to just inspire and make people believe in themselves. Yeah. Um, I started, well, I started out taking photos when I was like uh, 14, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny because I used, somebody inspired me also, but when people ask, how did you start photographing? I used to say that uh, we were like six, seven guys in school that just had cameras with us in school and took pictures and film. Mm -hmm. And the girls liked it, so that's why I'm a photographer. And then after I said that for a few years, I thought, no, that, that can't, like, how did I get the, how did I get the camera to begin with? Mm -hmm. And I was actually, uh, my mother met a guy, he was a butcher, and he had a Nikon uh, camera in a 50mm 1.4, and he loved to take photos in Malaysia and Singapore and so on, and he showed me a slideshow. And it was his enthusiasm and also the clarity and everything of his uh, photos that made me... Uh, enthusiastic about photograph and then I got my first point and shoot the next one and then the next one and then when I was 15 I got a Nikon EM with a 51.8 and then and back then when I was a teenager I took a lot of photos but then uh, when I was 19 I started my first uh, advertising agency um, and then I didn't photograph a lot more I, I simply didn't have time for it mm -hmm. and it wasn't until in 2000 I sold the company and I worked for it for a year and after that, I had to find out um, what I want to do. And I did different projects. And one of them was that I wanted to take, uh, but I wanted to do interviews with entrepreneurs, like people who had just given up the jobs and started the company and thought they would be billionaires. So I wanted to interview them, like how are they doing and what kind of people are they? And I wanted to take photos where you could actually study them and see their soul mm -hmm. and the whole personality. And that's how I got into photography again. And I didn't have an ambition of becoming a professional photographer because I didn't, I mean, yeah, I like to take photographs, but I didn't consider it like an interesting career. Yeah. Uh, but then I had more and more editors. I said, hey, can you do this? Can you do the front page? Can you do this? And then I learned that, uh, uh, yeah, you could say I kind of learned that people like my photographs, so, so I should start taking it serious, you know. Yeah. And also with the digital, it became easier to, in. In writing and taking photographs, it became easy to just take photographs and just edit the photos and you were done. Where articles takes like a couple of weeks to finish an article. And, and I did other stuff also with the uh, internet related business and other stuff that was just like, it uh, was pushed in there. 
uh, behind that, and then it just became photography. And that was around, you could say it was, I, I did start that again in 2001, 2002, and it wasn't until 2005 that I actually realized, well, I'm actually, I'm actually a photographer. Yeah. And when somebody asked, what do you do for a living? I said, well, I'm writing and photographing. Yeah. And then that's what I did. Yeah, I uh, something that you just said, like just probably thirty seconds ago, maybe a minute ago, is that in your photos you like to capture people's souls or you like to connect with them, right? That's actually something that I was going to talk about with you, is because I find that your photos are extremely, in a weird way of explaining it, human. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, some of those portrait shots that you've taken of women, men, even children. Uh, it's almost like those people, they're not just objects in a photo, right? They're real people. They have names and everything. You connect with them right there. And they, they're just doing normal, everyday human things. But the way that... Uh, and you're a big fan of black and white, and so am I. Mm -hmm. And you're actually one of the people that inspired me to mainly focus on black and white. If people listening follow my photography page and see my photography, you know that I love black and white and so I started following all that contrast clarity shadows and everything uh, because of your work so when I see something extremely human it makes me want to go out and take photos like that yeah I uh, it's, it's funny because when you say that then I had I had a Buddhist monk attending my workshop in Tokyo yeah. like six eight years ago and he was fairly new to photography somebody had invited him and wanted him to be there for them. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was new to photography. And at some point we were sitting and talking and he looked at me and said, I, I started your photos and I started your portraits. And he said, uh, well, he said something, he said like he really liked them and blah, blah. But then he said, uh, I analyzed, he sort of analyzed them and said like, and then he looked at me and said, you don't really try that hard, do you? And I'm like, that's actually very accurate because it's not that I'm sloppy. You could see, in, in, yeah, in a way, I'm, I'm not concerned about, uh, I'm not nervous doing them. And I'm not really trying that hard. I, I know that I can, I know when I see the person and when I want to take the photo. Mm -hmm. And it's the per person themselves I want to do. And, and then you could say, when I teach it, I have to find out what is it that I do so I can explain people or I can teach it, you know. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, um, very often, you could say if you have a talent for something, like if, I mean, it could be anything, you're good at writing, you're good at playing guitar, you're good at running, then people say, how did you become that good at that? And then you have, to, you, I mean, you're just doing it. So for you, it's nothing. You know, you think everybody could do it. Yeah. But then you actually have to figure out how, what is it that I do that is so simple that I do nothing almost, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, I mean, I've written a book, uh, uh, the portrait book with the subtitle like how to make people beautiful because I think that's what it's about like you have people are beautiful the more natural and the more true something is the more beautiful it is and that goes for even color photo the more natural the colors are the more beautiful it is you don't have to try that hard you don't have to add filters and do all, all kinds of stuff you have real good light and you can capture that naturally and truthfully with natural clarity then it looks beautiful mm. and it almost doesn't matter what you do and it's the same for people um, and I mean I'm still trying to analyze what is it I mean I just did an article today that goes out in a few days about social media and 
and kids and stuff and and i'm also doing a book now like why we're photographing which is very interesting to to analyze because it's when i write about it's also of course it's going to people are going to reflect and it's like why do they photograph because we just like it and maybe we don't know why or when we like it but one thing i realized is i i did some uh, family photos here in denmark over the last two weeks for some friends and stuff Mm -hmm. so i'll just take the whole family like uh husband and wife and dog and two or three kids and we go out and we just walk around for half an hour in the woods or somewhere and then I just make photos of the whole group or individual and stuff. Yeah, I do that a lot and, for uh, Yeah, for and I really, family. I really, really, I mean, if you look at like taking pictures of like celebrities and blah, blah and whatever, yeah. this really ranks really high as something I really love to do because uh, giving a family, a photo of the family as they are now, and they look natural and they look fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's something that they can send out to the family here for Christmas, but also they can do it in five years, and twenty years, and fifty years. Mm-hmm. And then you have the kids, like uh, a young boy or girl, is like they get a cool photo for Instagram and stuff. But it's also a cool photo of them that in twenty or thirty years, somebody's going to look at that photo and say, "Yeah, that's how he is. He looked like himself back then." Yeah. That's the real personality. So he's not trying to smile or look fancy or something like that. It's just it's the person as, as they are. Yeah. And uh, and that's probably almost like one of the most valuable things with uh, taking pictures and photos is that they're proud of who they are in the photo and it just very much them and people would be able to recognize the personality, you know, or you could say the soul of the person. Yeah. Uh, down years from now, you know. Yeah. I remember um, pretty much the exact moment that uh, I was like, okay, there's something here. Because I love running this podcast. This podcast is one of my favorite things in the world. But my main dream Mm -hmm. is to do what you're doing. You've made a living off of photography. And uh, all my friends and a lot of people who know me know that I love photography. And the moment that I realized that I actually have a chance is when my work started going to different places uh, around the world. I've I've actually had a piece featured in Denmark actually where you're mm-hmm. at. It was one it was one of the galleries. Uh, I don't I can't remember what it was. Uh, I had a piece there. I had a piece in Sydney, Australia. Uh, and those are the two main places that I love that uh, that I've had work featured there. And uh, just a bunch of places around my hometown talking about my work and uh, where I live, we have um, we have a very old city uh, uh, called St. John, and the city is a mixture of modern and old. Uh, when I say modern, I or when I say modern, I mean it's very two thousands, and then old, it's very like eighteen hundreds. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. being able to capture photos in between, like sometimes in some of my photos, you can see modern and old at the same time and you take certain photos at different places and it's almost like two different dimensions you know like Mm -hmm. two different places so when i decided that i wanted that i wanted to be a photographer was uh, like the moment that i was like holy shit one of my pieces is going one of my pieces of just a human being is going to denmark 
And I was like, I have a chance. There's something I can do here. And it just clicked right there. And that's when I started taking master classes. I'm on your mailing list, actually, for some of the yeah. people. I'm that's on master class in itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm on, uh, I'm on so many other things. And I, yeah. I just love it. And some, some photographers from around here have come to me for tips. I've gone to them for tips. I think photography is a very open game i guess you could call it like people constantly uh getting tips off each other uh telling them where good places to take photos are or uh just genuinely going out together as photographers i have a couple buddies who are photographers that the three of us have just gone out and take taken photos before and we've come back with totally different photos because everyone has their own photo uh aesthetic i guess you could call it like uh, one of my buddies is extremely into structures. I'm extremely into people and uh, certain objects alone and stuff. And another one of my buddies is just a really big bird photographer. So coming out with all these different pictures on the exact same day at the exact same place is extremely interesting to me. Yeah, and that's, that's very common that, that that happens, that even when people take the same photo... Or the same thing. It's different photos. That's what I see in the workshop. Like, oh, exactly. And that's and that's and you say that's a key value. I'm trying to teach people. I mean, people probably come to a workshop. I mean, they're all, you could say, adults because they mainly like a user. So they have, they grown up and they have made money so they can buy a like and and it's usually like a sidekick is something they're really into, but it's not what they're going to make a living off. Yeah. And and I think they. I think they're like when they come they're a little bit they don't know what's going to happen and they're a little bit nervous maybe they're going to be the laughing stock yeah and one thing i'm trying to teach people is that your viewpoint from the moment you pick up the camera is unique mm -hmm. so nobody can copy what you're doing so don't try to be somebody else just be yourself and and go you can say if you like doors or you like structure you like red surfaces that's what you photograph and then as you go on it's going to make sense of you sense for you of why you do this and how some people are going to like it. Mm. And you can say that's basically also the route into being professional. And then you say these days being a professional photographer can be many things because, and I mean, I'm an example of it because I used to photograph for, for magazines and newspapers and then for games and rhymes and stuff like that. Yeah. And today I don't really photograph for anybody. I photograph for myself, for my own books. And I do my workshops and do bags and, and video class and stuff like that. Yeah. And I still collect a, a large collection of photos that I take around the world that can go into galleries and books, you know. Yeah. And God knows where it's going, but 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 you could say the key is almost you could say the most valuable talent you have uh, or skill is that you that you feel like yeah I want to take photos. Yeah. You don't have to know where it comes from, where it goes. Just the thing I want to take photos. It's almost like you want to play a guitar then you get a fender and then you start playing and it sounds awful yeah <laughs> it goes somewhere and and you know where it goes that's where it's supposed to go you know and yeah. then and that's how as long I... as you have fun with it that that's great you know and then if you can and i mean i i, I really believe if you have fun with something you like doing it you're going to make money on it yeah and, and that's I, how and i feel I really, sorry yeah, and i think all all artists should make millions because it's much more valuable doing art than this to work in a bank or something. You oh, know? oh yeah, so this idea of the starving artist—you could—that's like you can stuff that. 
that you're not supposed to be a starving artist. You're supposed to be an artist and make millions and have fun at the same time. Oh, exactly. That's the special skill of an artist, you know. Yeah, and how I feel about, uh, that's exactly how I feel about this podcast. Because by no means am I famous. I am not a Joe Rogan, you know. Like, I am not the Joe Rogan podcast. But I love doing this. Being able to talk to you and the and people beforehand, even just some people that I know. Uh, and some other bigger names, and I'm starting to get more people on here, even though I only maybe get 30 views an episode, I think my most has like 200 maybe, that's not mm-hmm. stopping me, you know, because I'm constantly, because I, at this point right now, the 200 viewers kind of came from the first episode, and of course everyone that I, if I post about it, people are going to be like, Hayden started a podcast, let's check out the first episode, and the viewers start to dip there, but at this moment, I constantly have at least 50 viewers, maybe less, per episode. But they're constant viewers. They're always watching every new episode. And as a new episode comes out, I'm seeing more numbers pop up, right? And I can also look at the stats of Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and everything like that. And so to see an actual growth, or sometimes not even a growth, but just a steady streamline... That makes me keep going, right? Because I know people are interested and I know people are going to listen. So being able to uh, take literally 20 minutes out of someone's day and just hear different people talk from different people's experiences, that makes me happy. And I love doing this. Yeah, exactly. No, but that's, that's, you could say that's what it's all about. I mean, you create something and it means something to somebody. And and it is gonna go somewhere, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look also, I love to I love to look at great artists and see when was their breakthrough, you know. Yeah. And if you go music, you look at some of the big musicians today. I mean, all of the big musicians today, they started somewhere small, playing for free family members. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stuff like that, and and now they fill up stadiums, you know, and and they are icons, you know. Mm. Uh, but it has to start with that. You have to start liking what you do yourself and and have fun with it. Right, and that's exactly. that's the driving force. I mean, people who do stuff because they want to have likes or they want to make money or they want to be popular, that's that's usually bullshit what they do, you know. It's, yeah. it's useless. So so people who care about what they do and have ideas, that's, that's valuable. Oh, always yeah. going to be valuable. It's always going to be like, that's what you see, like, that's that's where awesome musicians fail, like you said. Like if they're doing it for the money and they're making half-assed music, it's not really going to go anywhere. I have a, a buddy who's been on the podcast multiple times, who I actually have a band with, but he makes music by himself, and it, he's not doing it for any money or anything like that. He's doing it because he loves it, and he's one of the most talented musicians that I've ever met. And Anthony, you're a constant viewer of this, so I know you're going to hear it at one point. But yeah. Um, but that's, that's like any other thing. You're going to find people, there's even like bakers who love doing what they do and that's why they have the best bakery in town or all these different things that, that people come in seven, seven days a week to work, right? Because they love what, what they're doing. And I think even though COVID happened, that doesn't stop them from doing anything that they love, right? Just because of COVID, that doesn't mean that we're not photographers anymore, you know? No, it's almost on on the the opposite. I would say that real people and real artists, they find ways of doing things now and things that make sense. Yeah. Uh, they don't just sit home and, and wait. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, speaking of music, I just saw Van Morrison. He just did like a song uh, or three songs about uh, COVID. He's, he's really tired of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. That's the spirit. Yeah, I think we're all pretty tired of it at this moment. But, yeah, uh, it's like it's it, it is becoming a, a small revolution. Like, where can you go? I drive over the borders and stuff all the time. And yeah, illegal stuff. And actually, that, yeah. as a photographer and uh, the great photographer that you are, how has COVID actually affected your work? Um, it focuses more on reality, real life, yeah. uh, the real physical universe, real people. Mm-hmm. And I really have a thing these days that I just, uh, I'm kind of fed up with social media. It's not that you cannot use social media. You can use social media to gather people for real events. But you could say so many people sit somewhere. I mean, I know billionaires that sit in some house by the coast in Italy. And all they do is they just watch social media and television. And they literally think that there's no airplanes flying. Yeah. And it's like, how stupid can you be? Um, so, so I think it enables it enables me more to focus on what is actually the real values, you know. Yeah. And for example, this thing going out in the woods and take pictures of a family—that's a real thing, you know. That's much more important than posting something, or you know. Yeah. It's it's that's fake, and you could. That's also what, but it's also interesting how the virtual reality enables this idea that it's all over and they publish the numbers every day and it's just, it's kind of bullshit, you know? Yeah. Um, and even if 90% believe it, it's still bullshit, you know? Yeah. And through this bullshit, you have to be able to see what is the possibilities for this, how how do I want to live, where do I want to live, what do I want to do, what is really, what is it really I want to accomplish? That's that's what I get out of COVID, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I haven't, I haven't taken a picture of a single person with a mask on. Except one lady in uh, Florida that had a mask with a big smile on. (laughs) 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 And I had photographed her, and she was just smiling all the time, and I couldn't couldn't differentiate between her actual expression and then the smile, because it was just a big smile. So that's the only photo I have of a mask. Uh, Yeah, it's just uh, a bleep in time. It doesn't matter. Uh, It's going to be over. And And I think it's like a rocket engine for a lot of, people to change their life and change the direction that the communication and everything goes in. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. Well, Thornston, I would like to thank you very much. We are, we are running out of time, but mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on 20 Minutes or Less. It was an honor to talk to you. It really was. And thank you. It's an honor to be here. And it's, uh, yeah, it was fun to meet you. Fun to meet you as well. And that's that. And this is where, at the end of every episode, I say... That's that.